0: Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Good evening. Welcome to you all. Lovely to have so many of you with us at Christmas Eve. And with that distinctive Aussie flavor... And as Gary mentioned, the smell of eucalyptus. Actually, I have it on good authority that, um, with the bringing in of all of these Aussie branches, uh, there were a number of spiders made their way in. (laughs) So, who knows where they are now? (laughs) But let that keep you attentive for these next few minutes for the remainder of our service. There's always a wonderful sense of um, excitement and anticipation on Christmas Eve, isn't there? It's one of the most exciting evenings of the year, I reckon. Excited children, lots of questions from the kids. Uh, For example, when is Santa coming? What presents are we going to get? When can we open, said presents? When are we going to eat? And uh, then there are always a few adult questions as well. For example, when can I sleep? And what about a glass of wine? (laughs) Well, following on from that clip we've just watched, have you ever wondered what are the most frequently asked questions on Google? Well, you can search it actually, and you get a range of different results. But uh, in 2022, apparently, in the top 10, are questions like, where am I? People Google that, apparently a lot. Where am I? Just Google that and find out. Another one, another example, how to lose weight fast. <laughs> Very commonly asked. Great question for Boxing Day, not for Christmas Eve, I'd suggest. Um, how to gain weight fast. I can certainly help you with that one. Eat anything currently in our fridge at home. Both of these questions are Googled, let me tell you, around about 1.5 million times per month. The most asked question on Google by a long way, interestingly, is what to watch. What should I watch on television? This is what life's purpose has come down to, the key question of life, asked over 9 million times per month on Google. Now, when I was a kid, and I sound really old now, but, uh, you know, my dad used to call our TV the idiot box. Uh, that was before TVs were smart, obviously. <laughs> boom, boom. But we had um, four TV channels to choose from, two, seven, nine, and 10, which seemed like plenty of options at the time. And then uh, soon after that, SBS came along, which we all thought stood for Sex Before Soccer. <laughs> because that seemed like a fairly accurate summary of program content. Well, today we have about 25 free-to-air channels and there's still nothing on. (laughs) So thank goodness that we also have Foxtel, KO, Netflix, Binge, Stan, Paramount, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime and Fetch. Um, I just wish there were a few more options. Let me tell you, sometimes Margie and I uh, spend all evening scrolling through the options, trying to find something worthwhile to watch, and then we agree that actually there is nothing on after all. And so we go to bed, hence the Google question, what to watch, the most asked question of our time of Google over this past year. It's indicative, I think, of where we've come to as a society. Because generally speaking, we have way more than previous generations. More options, more variety, more wealth, more opportunity to travel, access to more information. And yet, generally speaking, we also have more anxiety, more depression, more loneliness, more divorce, more domestic violence, more family breakdown. And statistically, these things increase and intensify at Christmas. What we don't have is more contentment, more peace. I wonder if you ever lie awake at night, stare at the ceiling and wonder if there's something missing. That nagging question, surely there must be more to life. I've got a warm bed to sleep in, I've got a roof over my head, I've got some money in the bank, I'm thankful for those things. I have options, I have opportunities, I have people who care about me, but somehow still it's not enough. There's something missing. There must be something more. There's a missing piece in my life. There's something missing there as well. (laughs) There's a missing piece right there. You know, the turning point in the clip we just watched is the woman who asks not the most frequently asked question, but arguably the most importantly asked question at Christmas time. What is Christmas really? all about I did a search on the word Christmas this is one of the images that came up Un- unhelpful isn't it Unhelpful. that's not, not what Christmas is all about what is Christmas really about if you scan through the uh, Christmas cards in the shops or perhaps some of the ones you've received you'll see these repeated messages about love and joy, and peace. Perhaps we're getting a bit closer now. Well, there's a beautiful Hebrew word in the Old Testament that's often translated peace, and the word is shalom. And very importantly, shalom is not just the absence of something, the absence of war, the absence of conflict, or the absence of some kind of inner turmoil or trouble. Shalom signifies... The presence of something. Let me illustrate that for you. The Old Testament character, Nehemiah, is, uh, is actually a building contractor, amongst other things, uh, but he's brought in to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. It's kind of the, uh, the multiplex of the ancient Near East. So in those days, the wall around the city was really important, actually, as a form of defence and a way of providing security to the city. And so uh, this was an important building contract. And if you know the story, you'll remember that um, there are all sorts of issues with the construction, perhaps perhaps much like uh, construction projects today. So there were delays, there were internal grumblings, there was discontent as well as uh, external opposition. Actually, this was a nightmare of a contract. At one stage, the Bible tells us that the workers literally had a tool in one hand and a spear in the other. So they're literally spreading water over here and kind of stabbing people and you know trying to fend off the enemy with the other hand. You think you've got a stressful job, <laughs> imagine that. And then finally against all the odds and in the face of huge opposition the project was finished as the final stone block was put into place in the wall and Nehemiah 6 15 simply says, so The wall was completed. And that word completed, interestingly enough, is this Hebrew word, shalom. The missing piece was put in place and the result was shalom. So it's a word that can apply to a wall, can also apply to people. It's a word that speaks of completion, wholeness, security, assurance, Peace, in the fullest sense, shalom refers to your overall well-being and ultimately your sense of peace with God. Let me ask you this afternoon, do you have that? Do you know that peace, that deep sense of shalom with God your creator, inner peace, shalom. Is that a word that sums up this time of year for you? (laughs) Well, generally not, you know, um, we've turned this season into a season we associate with stress and chaotic busyness. I've had a number of texts and emails this week that start like this. Hi, Nick, I hope you're surviving the chaos. I hope you're surviving the busyness, the silly season. I read those messages and I think, what are we doing? What are we doing? All of us, what are we doing? This crazy time of the year. What is Christmas really about? Well, the angelic announcement to the shepherds on the hillside was, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. So, this is the summarizing statement of those who were in the know when it came to God's master plan. The angels, they were in the know, they were on the inside. The angels knew of God's extraordinary plan to come Himself in human form to be born into the most ordinary, even squalid conditions. All the fullness of the power of the God who set the stars in place across galaxies, all that power and majesty somehow contained in an animal food trough in an outhouse in Bethlehem. It's a mind-blowing concept. In one sense, you might argue, the most vulnerable moment in all of history and yet also the most pivotal moment. Our historical timeline literally pivots on the moment of Jesus' birth, on this moment that time divides between B.C. and A.D. And so in this moment, the angels identified two key outcomes. Number one was glory to God in the highest heaven. The idea that this was a birth that would somehow bring glory to God in the most extraordinary way. The second outcome on earth, the promise of peace to those on whom his favour rests. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is the missing piece. The Prince of Peace is the missing piece. The promise of peace is to those on whom God's favour rests. Who is that? Who are those on whom the favour of God rests? It's a critically important question for us to ask and to understand. Who does the favour of God rest on? Is it the religious people? Absolutely not. If you understand what Jesus says, absolutely not. Is it the wealthy, the successful? Is it perhaps those who do the right thing? Those who've got their act together. Again, interestingly not, according to the New Testament. Very often, it's those who've made a bit of a mess of things in life, actually. The strugglers, the battlers, those who, despite their best efforts, realise that they've made a bit of a mess of things, and in spite of their best efforts realise there's actually, there's still something missing. God's favour, God's grace rests on all, all who come to him In faith. With this simple confession, I don't think that I've got it all together. I don't think I can make it on my own. I think I need some help. And so I cry out to God in faith. God's favour rests on such as these. To those people, the angels announced the promise of peace. Shalom. Completeness. Wholeness. Fullness. Eternal Security. St. Augustine writes in his Confessions You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. You know, Google's a pretty amazing search engine, but there's a far more amazing search engine that was hardwired into your DNA when you were created in the image of God. And so you spend your life navigating with this internal search engine that God has placed in you, you navigate with this, asking all sorts of questions. Some of them important questions like, where am I? Who am I? What's life about? Some less important questions, how can I lose weight fast? What shall I watch? Searching, questioning. This key question, what is life really about? What is Christmas really about? What is Easter really about? These are the key questions of life. The thought I want to leave with you this evening is what your heart is really looking for and won't rest until it finds it is the missing piece that God alone can fill with his own presence, the one who is the Prince of Peace. To us, to you, A child is born. To you a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I pray that you might find the missing piece this Christmas. Would you bear with me in prayer? Lord, we read in your word, in the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born, this prophetic word about the coming of one who would be the Prince of Peace. And at Christmas, we celebrate the birth of this one who has so many of us in this room have discovered is, in fact, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom. The one, the only one, who can ultimately bring us that sense of wholeness and completion, that sense of peace. Grant us that, we pray, this Christmas. Grant it to all who search for you, all who seek you, all who come to you in faith, as you have promised. We give you thanks in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.